Hey guys, it's Kira from KiraWilliamsFitness.com, and today we are talking to my very dear friend, Lutz Pernavo, and we are going to be discussing burnout today. But before we get started, I would love for you to introduce yourself, Lutz, and tell us who you are and a little bit about your background and what you do. Hi, um, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here um, with you all. Um, my name is Lutz Pernavo. As Kira said, I am a yoga teacher. I am a life coach. I am an astrologer. Um, I am also a recovering um, <laughs> project manager. Um, I am a mom. Um, I've been, you know, divorced for a couple of years. And since that happened, I have kind of went into um, a little bit of a self-work and self-discovery and away from, um, you know, the conventional path, if you will, and then just kind of uh, rooted myself in yoga and um, all kinds of other things, um, mind, body, and soul. So Luz and I met at yoga. She, um, she, I kept showing up to her yoga classes and it was such a fantastic experience. Um, and then I found out that she was a, well, you're, you're a life coach. Okay. So I found out about that and I was going through some stuff. And so I reached out to her for coaching and we spent many, many hours, uh, doing work together and my life is so much better for it. And I just wanted to bring her onto my podcast so that you guys could get to know her and potentially work with her too. Um, so let's talk about burnout. Um, this is such a hot topic. I know so many people are going through it, um, and don't really know what to do. It can be super overwhelming and make you easily feel like super stuck. So how, what, what is burnout to you or how would you define burnout? Well, um, first I'd like to kind of say that burnout can really occur in any area of your life. I think the very common ones, um, are the professional burnouts and then, um, but you know, um, any, really anything that you kind of, um, attack with a certain, um, intensity can at some point become a, a burnout fitness, obviously, um, an exercising routine, a diet, you know, um, and anything that you kind of, um, for lack of better words, have a certain, um, activity or role or aspect of a role. And then burnout can, you know, start kind of subtly where when you begin, certain activity let's say we'll stick with the fitness um routine you're so excited and you're motivated and then you are you know enthusiastic and then all of a sudden um you kind of start uh inhibiting certain stress symptoms you you start not looking forward it too much so then you kind of start um a slowly fall off but then you know, you keep up with it, maybe you push through, maybe you like dig in, you kind of, and, and especially some people with, um, with people who are highly motivated and, and set a really, really um, high goals for themselves can be more susceptible, in my opinion. Um, but then anyway, at some point, you just keep pushing through. And then all of a sudden, you are, you are done, you have no motivation, you can feel anxiety, physical and mental um, anxiety, stress, you know, is, is obviously part of burnout. Um, so slowly but surely you get yourself into, you know, possible emotional exhaustion, um, sense of low personal accomplishment that leads to decreased effectiveness in whatever perform activity function or role that we're talking about being burned out from. So that's kind of, what do, what do you think? I'm, I mean, I think that's very, very thorough. I, you know, I, I have recently only, I imagine that I've probably experienced burnout, you know, more than once in my life, but very recently I really experienced it on a very tremendous level. And it wasn't just like feelings of low motivation. I was still incredibly motivated. Um, but like, 
I just, I was really nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I was always just kind of in a bad mood and part yeah. of that, you know, it was definitely affecting my sleep. And I know that that played a role too. Um, but maybe we can further define it. Um, when we talk about the next question, which are, what are the signs of burnout that you, that appear for people? Um, so again, it can start with a slight irritability. Like you say, sleep is a, is a big part. Like if you stop sleeping, I think that kind of comes in, 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 um, a little bit in the late later stage, um, you know, noticing some level of stress that is attached to whatever we're talking about. So let's say fitness routine in this moment, um, lack of motivation can be also a part of it. Um, you feelings of you would rather be someplace else doing something else than what than what you're doing and then the more you stick in that um in with it or in it it just becomes the frequency of all of this just increases right the level of stress stress increases the 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 level of irritability the level of lack of motivations everything begins to increase one of my clients actually reached out to me not too long ago, um, and she's been kind of having some generalized burnout and not necessarily over one particular thing that she was doing. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that she said was that she just was like, she didn't feel suicidal or anything along those lines, um, but she felt like she just wanted to like quit life, like just kind of like just hit pause, you know, yeah. that feeling of like, I just like want to go be on the beach, like and yeah. nobody talked to me, you know, those kind of feelings. I, I mean, I think for me personally, I totally relate to that when I, when I mentioned in the beginning that I am recovering IT professional, like, <laughs> you know, that was a huge burnout where um, sometimes it's kind of tricky, you know, because you are, we are so conditioned to fulfill, you know, certain functions in our life in general and having a job is part of that, you know, and um, feeling the, um, the heavy burden almost, if you will, of having to do this in some capacity, having to go to work every day, getting up, it can, it can become a straight out depression. Um, you know, burnout can totally turn out in its severe chronic state, right? So you can have like a onset of burnout, and then you can have a chronic burnout that completely turns into into depression and into, um, you know, heavy suffering. So yeah, and then again, it doesn't have to be like, extreme depression, it can just be underlying depression of what you're describing um, of your, your, your client describing where you just kind of want to you want to quit live and you want to, you know, hit, hit the, hit the plane to Mexico and just stay there. And then another thing that kind of appeared for me was I was constantly trying to distract myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I could never, I could never be present. And I know like that sometimes I think might be a, a very common struggle for people, uh, burnout, burnt out or not. Um, but just really never, ever wanting to be present, you know, it's like constantly scrolling Instagram rather than, you know, sitting with my feelings and thinking about things in my life and, you know, where I was at physically and mentally, because I just wanted that distraction. I didn't want to be present. You know, and I wouldn't even say that you didn't want to be present, but we're so conditioned, um, you know, from a very young age to, not be uncomfortable you know we're always encouraged to kind of like shake it off or move on or you know it's not so bad and all all of these um not always helpful um techniques to not deal with whatever discomfort you're experiencing right whether it's physical or emotional we're always more often than not taught to push through and that um in that way we kind of develop a tendency to not really take an honest look at what's happening physically or emotionally um, but with us. And so it's not that you don't want to, but you don't even know that you should, you know, um, until you hit a certain breaking point um, in your life, whether it's, um, you know, whether it's emotional breakdown or spiritual breakdown or physical 
uh, serious physical injury, you know, generally speaking, we, we happen to hit a certain kind of break point that um, is an opportunity in a way for us to uh, take a step back and begin to ask questions, right? And then, and only then, um, ideally with help, because it's really hard to do all of this alone, um, you kind of find out that um, there is all of these, you know, things that you should be looking at, um, including burnout, right? It's like, um, we're so conditioned to do, 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 and then just go, 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 and not worry about what we feel and how we feel and how badly we feel, especially not how badly we feel. Um, but it's it's really not sustainable. At some point, you kind of, you have to, um, you're forced to really, at some point, you're forced to look at how you feel and then begin to question whether ignoring everything is the right way to go. And then it isn't. I mean, I think the science at this point is already there as well, which is really helpful because the mindset, the general mindset of us, um, you know, doing, 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 running constantly um, is begin, beginning to change. Um, and I mean, you and I having this conversation in the first place is is a perfect example of that. And I just want to mention this too. So, you know, when you do get to that point where you're ready to do the work, when you're ready to start asking questions and, and answering questions for yourself, um, this is a perfect opportunity for you guys to work with Luke. This is <laughs> so um, and we didn't mention this at the very beginning of the podcast. So we do need to mention it now. Um you can find Lutz at uh, her Instagram. What tell tell everybody your Instagram, your Gmail, your YouTube, so people can find. Okay, you. so my Instagram handle is Lutz the Yogi, and that's Lutz with L U C. I'm originally from the Czech Republic, so I have a little weird name. So L U C Lutz the T H E Yogi. Um, that's my Instagram handle, um, and everything is kind of the same. Lutz the Yogi at gmail.com. YouTube slash Lutz the Yogi. I have a YouTube channel with yoga um, and some astrology stuff as well. Um, and then um, my website is currently not up, so we'll skip that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put this all in the show notes too for you guys. So you'll have a very easy time fo- uh, finding her and following her and reaching out. So she's definitely, she's, I can attest to this. She's great at what she does, you guys. So if you're Thanks for the props. To, what's that? <laughs> Thanks for the props. Of course. If you're willing to do, you know, you, the listener, or if you're willing to do the work, then it's, you know, it's time and it's going to be effective. So all of the stuff that we were talking about with like the signs of burnout and how you would define burnout, it just feels really, really common. I mm-hmm. encounter this so many times with, with so many of my clients. Um, so what are some of the most cause- common causes that you encounter Lutz, in your practice as a life coach? Common causes. Um, yeah. Well, so, you know, that's a tough one. Um, in my opinion, that, that's kind of a tough um, question to answer. I think um, a lot of things um, can um, contribute to that. But in the a, in a most simple way that I can um, start would be, you know, setting up a goal that that is just too big, um, too quickly and too close to you, right? So I don't know, let's say if we, again, if we bring it to fitness um, and maybe you can help me with this, like let's say losing um, at 40 pounds in one month, like I would say that's probably pretty not a good goal. Is it? It's, is no. it too much? <laughs> no, I certainly would not recommend anyone. <laughs> so yeah. So having a goal that's too big, too quickly, um, you know, you have to set yourself up for success. Um, so having, you know, whatever the, whatever the objective of the goal is having perhaps somebody help you um, define where you are, which is why you're probably working with Kira in the first place. She will be the, you know, the expert here, definitely setting yourself up for success. You know, sometimes less is more, Um, more often than not less is more because, um, you know, you have, let's say baby step yourself into a certain situation. You know, you had a couple babies. I very much connect with after I had a baby, I was like in not a great shape. And it took me such a long time to baby step my way back in 
you know, and I think setting up, um, setting goals that are achievable and not scary is a, a really great start. Small goals, set yourself up for success. What about, you know, people, it's very typical in, you know, modern day society, particularly in America, for people to work and work and work and work um, and, you know, constantly be doing. And I feel like that's a huge, that's a huge stressor for people that can, I see cause burnout for people. For sure. You and I worked on this um, together, some, um, you know, having you find a pocket of, of being, right, of moments of not doing. Um, it, it is really difficult. And, um, you know, again, um, baby steps into infusing a little, um, what's the word I'm looking for, um, pockets of doing nothing, whether it's while you drink your coffee, you know, whether it's like having a few sips of coffee, coffee, looking out of the window or, um, you know, drinking a, a bubbly water or eating a, a snack and just kind of being really in the moment for even just a couple minutes, even a couple breaths. Um, another technique is whenever you're getting into your car, um, when you sit down, when you're putting your seatbelt on, just take a breath, you know, take a one breath, two breaths, ideally three, you know, it doesn't have to be more, more than that. Um, occasionally looking up in the sky, just checking out the color, you know, of the sky, noticing the wind as it, you know, kind of blows through your cheeks, just little, little things like that, that interrupt. That's, that was the word that I was looking for earlier interrupt the the stream of constant go 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 during your day and then you start interrupting your your flow and then you kind of infuse your day with moments of of presence really that's what you were mentioning earlier how hard it is to be present sometimes right how we just continuously scroll through instagram or whatever it is that we do watch tv um you know um a lot of I mean, distraction is every available anywhere, you know, whether it's um, extreme consumption of TV or alcohol or drugs or sex or shopping, you know, it could be anything. It could be exercising. Um, you can completely um, use exercise as a distracting tool from whatever is going on within you, right? So um, back to making a little interruptions into your day, whether it's while you drink your coffee, whether it's while you fold your laundry, that's kind of a tough one because that really requires a, a certain level of awareness, I think, to enjoy enjoy folding laundry. Um, but again, um, drinking a bubbly water, eating a quick snack, um, taking a breath when you're getting into your car or out of your car, just kind of creating these um, tiny habits of interrupting your day. I also like, I like to do it in the shower. Um, because you can't have any, you can't hold a device when you're in the shower. So it's a really great chance. Like if you're not super disciplined to just be like, like sit there and just like, enjoy the water, like running down your back, you know, and like smelling the smells of like your, your lovely, like soaps and stuff that you're using. I found that to be a really great opportunity for taking pause yeah. and having that little interruption. Shower is absolutely a great tool. I actually do recommend it quite a bit. Sometimes um, people are like, um, can I be too long in a shower? I'm like, no, there's no such a thing, you know? And it's funny because for me personally, um, I, I started my meditation practice in shower um, and I was kind of, um, I was feeling guilty a little bit about the water consumption, you know, and I'm like um, there, I was just feeling guilty, but then um, I, I, I kind of tried to re uh, frame my mind where it was just really important for me to take that time for myself just to kind of check in and I was willing to you know pay for the water however you justify that to yourself um, <laughs> sometimes you kind of have to tap into that but yes shower is an excellent tool agreed so you know we've talked about like well actually well, let me bring this up 
I think another big one that I encounter a lot is that people constantly are doing things for others and they have a really hard time saying no. They have a really hard time putting their own needs first and they have a very hard time setting boundaries. And I think that that is like a super common cause for burnout. Yep. Yeah. And, and I mean, that one is great because the moment you're doing something for somebody else and there is a, excuse me, a certain level of resentment or, you know, you feel like you're betraying yourself, you are burned out right there, right? By, from helping others. And, you know, it's tricky. This goes back to um, societal conditioning, right? And cultural conditioning. We are taught to you know, be very, very considerate of others um, to an extreme, actually, um, where it's um, causing us um, health in a way, because we completely disregard our own needs, uh, whether it's physical or emotional, and we cater to other people. um, And in a way, we're betraying ourselves. So that's huge. Um, That and that's kind of part of when you start with you know, doing the work as you and I were talking about earlier, earlier, if you, um, if you don't ask yourself this question, like, um, should I say no, or is this too much for me? Like the moment you start asking these questions, that's the moment where you know, already that, (laughs) that if you're asking the question, you know, that you're doing too much, and then there's something to be looked at. And it's really difficult, because there's guilt associated with that, you know, you're supposed to help because that makes you a good person. But it's not, it's not that simple. Uh, um, First and foremost, you have responsibility to yourself, which is a completely new mindset that we're not familiar and or comfortable with. But that that is ultimately how you can help others best if you are at your best yourself. So before we move on and away from the causes, um, do you do you feel like there's any like deeper emotional traumas that somebody might have that can make them more susceptible to burnout than others? Um, oh, yeah, I would say for sure. Um that that kind of came out of left field, that question. <laughs> I, it's, it's something, I mean, so like um, the question that I asked prior or the situation I, asked, I mentioned prior, you know, just, you know, how people have a really hard time taking care of themselves and putting themselves first. Yeah. I feel yeah. like can, you know, always be linked back to like, you know, like their parents, you know, never feel like. Yeah, yeah. always. It, it is always linked to childhood more often than not. I mean, pretty much you can, you can bet on that. Yes. I mean, if you had to, if you had to people please in childhood to receive love and to lis- receive validation, then by default, you are going to be more, um, you know, um, pronounced to, people pleasing and neglecting your own needs and then you know and that will just kind of continue and and in one big cycle so until you look at at that childhood um core belief it's a core it becomes a core belief where um you just happen to believe that you have to um you know be a certain way in order to receive love and and validation so yes absolutely i mean and it's not just that one um I think it can show up in in variety of ways. Um, you know, the other problem um, is that we don't really recognize uh, certain um, traumas as a trauma. You know, uh, generally speaking, we think of trauma um, as a, a, a as abuse, but um, there is a lot more to um, childhood trauma than than being abused. Um, you know, there's just a lot more. Trauma. trauma is a very broad term or can be a very broad term. And just because somebody doesn't um, consider certain thing a trauma, it doesn't mean it's not a trauma for somebody else. Because ultimately, the only thing that matters is whether that person was traumatized by the situation or by the event, right? So while one person is traumatized by something simple, somebody else um, can be traumatized by something difficult at the end of the day the difficulty um or the level of the trauma doesn't matter so from that perspective it's kind of hard to define susceptibility to a burnout but yes i would say 
definitely, you know, kind of being mindful of the of the things that that a habitual pattern in behavior would easily help us determine whether you're susceptible and how, if that makes sense. Yes. And for those of you guys who are listening, if you think that this could be a potential issue for you and you don't really know what to do about it, work with Lutz. <laughs> work. <laughs> work with her because sometimes it's really hard to access those things on our own. For sure. Um, you know, and then what is a good, again, I feel like as we are moving in a little better direction, there are bo- plenty of books that are starting to come out. Um, there are conversations that are starting to come out. There's plenty of stuff on Instagram. Um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be just me, you know, but um, the moment you you start asking questions, um, generally speaking, there is um, there is a huge value in Um, speaking to somebody who you're not emotionally attached to because they have a certain level of objectivity and they can reflect or mirror back to you in a way that gives you perspective and um, you know you're not just kind of swimming in it alone so yeah whether it's me that you know or somebody um, just uh, kind of reach out search out find a support group you know find um, a, a people with a similar let's say similar um, traumas for lack of better words um, um, the, it, it's becoming you know it's becoming widely d- uh, discussed and that's really really great thing for us because you know even I would say 10 years ago not, none of this would would be out in the air so um, yeah it's it's kind of it's super encouraging that we're talking about this uh, all these things out loud so you know, finding, finding different groups, you know, reading books, listening to podcasts like this, um, you know, working with a professional, um, aside from those things, what are some other immediate practices that somebody could do right now to start improving? Um, my number one thing will be self-care, um, immediately giving yourself some recovery time, um, you know, giving yourself some, TLC, if you're feeling, um, if you're feeling burnout in any way, um, sometimes, you know, taking a day off or going to get a a pedicure instead of going to do your workout, um, may be the way to go or take a nap. Um, you know, honestly, the big question here is, and this is especially for those people who like to push through, um, you know, there's obviously a fine balance. You can, um, you can use um, self-care as an excuse as well. So I just want to make sure um, that 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 is said because that's not obviously what I'm suggesting. Um, what I am, however, suggesting is checking in with yourself and asking yourself, what can I do for myself right now? What will serve me right now in this moment? Like perhaps it's a very simple walk literally five minutes around the block you don't even have to go for a run just take a walk like have a dog great take a dog you know with you um make it small make it digestible make it relaxing make it rewarding for yourself if you're gonna try to punish yourself it's not gonna work it's not gonna help it's gotta be it's gotta be rewarding in some capacity you know you always want to think about uh, negative benefits um there's a lot of things that we kind of push ourselves through because of there are negative benefits. Um, and that's okay sometimes, but sometimes you just purely want to go out for the positive benefits. So the first thing is, um, we've already mentioned um, setting a goals that are achievable and, um, you know, digestible, um, small enough, but recovery Um, and what can I do for myself in this moment, um, would be my next suggestion, my next immediate suggestion. How do you feel about that? I feel like doing anything that can help fill our cup is Mm -hmm. like, whatever that means to you is the Mm -hmm. thing that you should be doing. And that's going to be different for everybody. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it will. And, you know, it is interesting because, again, social conditioning, cultural conditioning, we are um, 
we are so um, taught to be productive and taking a nap <laughs> doesn't really sound like productivity, but sometimes it is completely vital for your body and for your mental state to actually regenerate. And the, the amount of doing and running and then constant action is so you know, overdone, it, we have brought it to like a whole another level that nap can really be truly the only answer. But we just feel so guilty. You know, we feel so guilty for, um, for not performing. Um, so changing the mindset about what is really important um, for you in any given moment, um, kind of comes along with um with this because if you're gonna feel guilty about that nap then you know it's not gonna be as beneficial as if you embrace it and you just commit to it and then you'll go you know and then take take a 20 half um half an hour power nap or you know whatever of whatever other activity it may be maybe you just a paint or whatever artistic um expression you have um or, you know, you do go ahead and play a video game for, for 20 minutes. It, it really, there's not good and bad. It's just a matter of balance. Um, you're, ultimately, you're looking for a balance. You can use everything in a positive matter and you can use everything in a negative matter as well. So kind of refining this, the, the new neutral because we've been so desensitized and we have shifted our neutral off where the neutral is actually supposed to be. Um, so it, it's, it's complex, but that's where I would start. Just anything that can recharge the batteries. And then the other thing too, is like going back to boundaries. I think people have such a hard time. They feel so guilty when like they first start setting boundaries you know, mm-hmm. and saying no, thank you. Or I actually, so I follow the millennial therapist, I think on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So and, do I. And she had, she had this really awesome post about like how to, I think it was just the other day, like how to say no. And it's, it's like, you read some of those and you're like, dang, like, I can't imagine saying that. And I feel like I have pretty good boundaries with people, but like, no, thanks. That's not for me. Like if one of my friends invited me to go somewhere and I said that, like, I would feel, I would actually feel kind of bad about using those words. Thankfully, there's a lot of different ways that we can phrase it, but like, we don't need to feel bad about setting boundaries. Yeah. Well, again, you know, this goes to back to childhood, like, um, we have not been taught boundaries more often than not. Um, we've been, you know, taught to actually not have any and our parents were not taught. So then they taught us, you know, that, you know, inf- infusion of each other's spaces is the way to be. And it, it, it is really hard to work backwards once you kind of don't even know where to begin it's quite the recovery a boundary is like a whole separate topic um, on its own but um yeah again back to the guilt you know back to what is it that you were taught um what are your core beliefs and where do they start and how do you want to um reparent yourself really because that's really what you're doing when you get into the child work you're reparenting yourself and you are beginning to stand it up for yourself in a way that is um, sensible and feasible to you right and here we are back into the is that selfish right um should I feel guilty um but it's we have to we have to change the mindset it is extremely important to you know stand healthy emotionally and physically in ourselves and only that way we can be helpful to other people. Yes, that is, that's the core of it. You know, if we can help ourselves then we are going to be able to help others. So for those of y'all listening, you know, who are very externally motivated, who really want to, you want to be there for your kids. You want to be there for your husband. You want to be there for your friends. You want to be there for your coworkers. Going back to self-care and filling your cup will allow you to be there for all of these people in your life. So it's not selfish. 
Nope, it's not. As a matter of fact, sometimes, you know, it, um, the, this need of taking care of all other people can be used as an excuse to not take care of yourself, mm -hmm. right? Because you just kind of leave yourself on a back burner. Uh, but then again, ultimately, at the end of the day, it, um, what are you, what resentments are coming up with, you know, what is the victim role? Or I have, I don't have time for this, because I have to do all of these other things. Do you really have to Or have you just set those boundaries away to lose? You know, again, it's not a simple, it's not a simple um, line where we draw. We're all different and we all have different levels of capacity. But um, again, everything can be taken into an extreme and taking care of others is definitely has been already taken to, a, to an extreme. So mindful, mindfulness there. We'll have to, I'll have to have you back on and we can have a whole other conversation about, about that. <laughs> about self-care. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that, sure. that can take, that can take up a whole, like that can take up many, many hours. Um, yeah. So are there any long-term changes we can make that we, you haven't already talked about? Um, long-term changes. Well, mm, help me out. Well, you know, I mean, like somebody right now, they could hit pause on this podcast and just, you know, sit there and do 60 seconds of breathing, you know, so that's like, obviously very, very like quick, but you mm -hmm. know, more long-term, you know, I'm, I guess I'm thinking more along the lines of like starting, like starting a journaling practice, starting, you know, to see, you know, see a professional to talk about this stuff. Like that's, you know, kind of more of the long-term stuff. I perceive. Right. So I, um, I like to kind of, um, I'm a big proponent of um, one day at a time. Um, so sometimes I do um, get a little tricked up um, on the on the long term situation. Um, you know, again, um, not to not to bring it full circle back, but setting a achievable goal, you know, when let's say that you do want to start a meditation practice, or let's say that you want to get on a diet, right? Um, sometimes we we said we just literally set ourselves for failure. Um, um, all of these things are baby step process where the same way that you have baby step yourself into your current state, you have to baby step yourself out of your current state, right? So maybe um, long term goal is to have an extreme patience. <laughs> would be a, a really good no I'm joking but I'm not at the same time right um because whenever you you know the the general rule of thumb of developing a habit is is 40 days right it's the 40 days sadhana and all these like 40 days situation it will take 40 days for you to develop a habit so if you want to think long term I would say start with 40 days like is there something that you can commit to that you can actually keep up with for 40 days you know and that even that is a little scary 40 days is a long time right mm -hmm. every day or every other day or whatever however you um however you you present it to yourself but um I mean you know um you you have mentioned journaling like generally journaling is an, an excellent exercise as if like bringing yourself into present moment checking in with, with yourself but i would say even just to um one of the things that i mentioned earlier if you need to hydrate right just like fill in um a glass of water um and, and hydrating is really difficult for some people myself included I, i'm not a big drinker Um, I don't like to drink a lot of water, but, you know, um, can you set yourself like half a glass, right? Um, twice a day, maybe if you don't want it to be a full glass once a day, maybe it's half a glass or twice a day, make it digestible, make it something that is not gonna, um, intimidate you right so if you think about starting a meditation practice if you say okay I'm going to meditate every day for 20 minutes that's a long time to sit if you've never done it before so start with five you know start with five do five for for two weeks and then do 10 for another two weeks right um like chunk it down break it down baby steps um and then first and foremost you know again you have to have compassion for yourself. You, 
you are a human, you are gonna fail, you are gonna miss days and not getting down and then treating every day as an opportunity to begin again and again and again, um, you know, with the with the kindness, you know, for yourself, um, instead of with the guilt, I think, again, changing the mindset is, is ultimately the long term goal, goal, in my opinion. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit. Um, because I know that people really have like a specific stressor in life that's causing them to have burnout. Um, you know, for my most recent experience, I was in a class that one class that required me to do at least 20 hours of homework a week. Um, it was crazy and it impacted every aspect of my life. And, you know, I have, I have a client who has like this family issue. Um, I've got another client who has like a job issue and, you know, what you were saying, like, you know, right after you had a baby, you know, it was like, whether it's great or not, um, it's still a stressor. So what can somebody do when they have a very specific stressor, but they can't eliminate it? That's a tough one. Um, you know, that that kind of comes to um, some serious acceptance. Um, you know, sometimes you cannot eliminate it. Sometimes you cannot get out of the situation for whatever reason. Sometimes you kind of stuck. Um, you know, that is a really tough one because that really at the end of the day calls for acceptance, right? Um so, and then when I say that, what I mean by that is everything's going to change at some point. Um, the situation will evolve at some point, you know, maybe not at the moment, maybe not for another two weeks, maybe not for another two years, right? But it depends uh, on what, what the situation is. Um, sometimes if you really have to, if you cannot remove yourself um, and if you cannot, um, you know, adjust um, if you cannot put boundaries in place, you know, none of that works. Um, ultimately you have to go into acceptance. Um, it is what it is. Um, I cannot change it now. You can either resist it, which is going to just create more stress and more suffering, or you can try working on it is what it is. I accept the situation as is. it's, it's really hard. It's really difficult. It takes, you know, um, it, it, it takes a completely new mindset, but acceptance um, is kind of the final point when, if you cannot remove yourself. Um, that, that, that is a tough one. There's just, it's, it's really tough. And sometimes, um, again, it's, it's your fighting resistance. You don't want to be in it. You don't like it. You, um, you know, it, it, you're just not with it. You're not, you want to resist, you are fighting the situation. So how do you help yourself? How do you help yourself? Um, Sometimes you just have to go with it is what it is. And it it will not stay the same. Just kind of maintaining the mindset that at some point circumstances will change and, you know, an, um, a way out or path rather, maybe not a way out, but a new path will present itself. Again, seeking a professional help. If it's, um, if it's a serious situation that you feel like you really can help yourself um, out of or through, um, definitely seeking some, some help. um, That would be, that would be my suggestion. I don't know if it's really helpful, but sometimes it's tricky. Or just, you know, even though sometimes it might feel like just one more thing that you have to add to your to-do list, but, you know, doing whatever that thing is that you need for self-care, you might have to just tell people like, um, I can't right now. And then you go take that 20 minute nap. Yeah. You know, and ultimately there's another thing to that when it comes to the point where it is really dire, your body will also tell you, um, you will start experiences, whatever pains, chronic pain, you know, chronic anxiety, 
um, that is, uh, your body will always react to your mental state, um, to your emotional state. So, you know, any situation with digestion, um, too much or too little, you know, uh, any type of chronic pain, um, but in particular, um, uh, stored emotions, anxiety, like in, um, in the stomach, um, digestive issues are generally big ones with stress, um, the moment you have chronic um, physical symptoms, you are, you know, and if you're ignoring them, then that's a problem because your body is literally screaming at you um, that it needs help or your situation needs help. So th there, there's that connecting with your body one way or another is always uh, feedback, right? You're always getting feedback. Um, so I, I think we kind of, forgot all, all of that uh, throughout the process. I think that should have been mentioned um, way earlier that um, connecting to your body, um, you know, noticing sensations through your body is, um, is, is on top of your list always. Oh yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to think back if I have any podcast interviews where I've talked to people about this, but that is, that's actually something that I encounter with people pretty regularly. Um, people who have gotten themselves so deep into stress that, yeah. um, you know, they're like, I work with a lot of people who want to lose fat and they want to change their physique and their body is physically resistant to it because they have stressed themselves out so mm -hmm. deeply that their, you know, their thyroid is out of whack. Yeah. I, I encounter that so frequently. Yeah, I believe it. Because again, you know, we're so used to disconnecting um, body, mind and soul, right? Only recently we have started this conversation that it's all connected. And it is in fact all connected, like the science is already there, right? But if you continue pushing um, something and then keeping the stress and then you know, treating your body completely separately, um, excuse my language, but your body is going to be like, fuck you. <laughs> um, you know, okay. So actually I just remembered who it was. Um, Liana Warner Gray, she's an author. Um, and she has an, she has a book anxiety free with food. Um, because that's, you know, stress. It, and so she and I talked about that in one of my previous podcasts. And, you know, it really, like you were saying, like, it comes down to, you know, you can stress your body out so much with emotional and mental stress. You know, there's also physical stressors too. Um, but then like healing from that with food is, you know, certainly something that you can do. So I guess that would probably go into the category of the long-term changes as well. Um, so if you guys are interested in that, I have a podcast about that, but um, so just to wrap up, um, you know, we talked about how it takes, you know, 40 days to create a new habit. Um, obviously new habits are very hard to instill. Um, so what would you suggest someone do to sustain these changes that they're trying to introduce into their life, um, to not go back to feeling burnt out? Again, um, small goals, digestible goals, setting yourself up for success in a way that's not intimidating, in a way that doesn't create stress just by setting the goal itself. Um, taking care of yourself along with that, meaning, you know, do something that actually makes you feel good. How do you, uh, how do you set this up? How do you set this, let's say, 40-day thing up make it something that actually pleases you in some way so in a way you're rewarding yourself right it's almost like you're rewarding yourself with this little thing that you are incorporating in um into your routine um that that would be that would be my suggestion as in how to start because it's always um you know reward versus you know positive benefit versus never negative benefits reward versus lack of right ultimately you are not looking to add to your to-do list you are looking to reward yourself in some capacity so and whether it's just a mindset change that you reward yourself with uh, an alone time five minutes alone with yourself away from the kids you are burning a candle and you're sitting and breathing 
for five minutes, maybe that's a huge reward. Maybe it's a shower, you know, like maybe it, it doesn't really matter what it is. It has to feel good. Um, the moment it becomes a chore or the moment it becomes a burden, it's not going to work. It's it's just not going to work. You're going to drop it like yesterday's news because it is adding to your list. It is adding to your stress right level. It is yet one other thing that you have to do that you don't want to do in the first place, right? So the 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 way of how you set this up is extremely important. That's super helpful. Um, well, is there anything else that you know we didn't go over that you feel like people need to hear when it comes to burnout? Um, I think just in general, like you know really being mindful to where you are anytime that you begin to feel you know run down continually and it's just take there's no like there's no light at the end of the tunnel um anytime especially if it's exercise wise anytime that you know how you exercise and even if you don't want to do it in the beginning and then you do it and then you have this accomplished feeling and you have like good hormones running through if you truly burn out, you will not have that. You will feel even more tired after um, a workout. So whenever that happens, that's a big red flag. So basically paying attention to your red flags, like really truing be, truly being mindful of, are you simply pushing yourself too much, right? Um, again, the tendency for most of us anyway is to just power through. So, you know, pause and then pay attention to your red flags um the moment there's a continuous exhaustion lethargy decreased performance um also delay in recovery you know if you used to recovering um muscle fatigue um body fatigue in a you know how your body works and then you are all of a sudden not recovering according to how you normally do pay attention to that right and then obviously mentally um, feeling the utter boredom, um, feeling drained constantly and dreading your workouts in a serious way. Pay attention to your red flags. Yep. Awareness, y'all. Awareness. <laughs> I talk about that all the time. Like, I feel like everything literally comes back to awareness. So it does. It sure does. All right, you guys. Well, um, thank you guys all for listening and make sure that you follow Lutz at Lutz the Yogi on Instagram and on YouTube. And if you want to work with her, reach out to her, Lutz the Yogi, L-U-C, the Yogi at gmail.com. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Um, yeah. Anytime you let me know. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to do this again and talk about boundaries and, and reparenting. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening and thank you so much for being on. Thank you.